What is going on, beautiful people? I hope you are having an amazing day. Welcome back to another episode of the Thrive Forever Fit Show. I'm your host, Jay Nixon. And if you know anything about me or you've listened to this show for any amount of time, you know that my goal is to help you live your happiest, healthiest life while on the quest to cure obesity. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I am immensely grateful that you spend your time listening to me rant and ramble about all things health, wellness, abundance, and opportunity. It absolutely means the world to me. Today's episode is sponsored by my brand new weight loss transformation program called FLEX. FLEX stands for a flexible lifestyle eating and exercise program. And my promise is this, it will be the last program you ever need to purchase. It is a weight loss program that is not a diet. I know that just blew your mind. This is not a diet. There's no pills, potions, or false promises that you have to purchase. There's no fad, no covers of magazines, no doctors and lab coats. This is real deal lifestyle transformation that is going to change your life forever. You will never need to do another diet. You're going to get expert level support and accountability. You're going to get transformative information about how to eat, when to eat, what to eat. There's three reasons that people struggle with weight loss. There's too, It's too much, too often, or the wrong combination. They're either eating too much food, too often, or they're eating the wrong combinations. And I'm going to help you fix all three of those. Thousands of people just like you have ditched the depressive diet roller coaster, have come on board with the Thrive Forever Fit flex program and are transforming their lives. We've got clients that have lost 10 pounds in the first seven days, 15 pounds, 20 pounds. We've got clients that are over 130 pounds down. Guys, I promise you, this is the last program you'll ever need to purchase. And I am more than honored to offer it to you so that I can help you on your journey. All right, let's get to the show. My guest today is an absolute rock star, Dr. Mike Sinell, Dr. Mike for short, completed his residency at Cornell University Medical Center, Memorial Sloan Kettering in New York. UCLA School of Medicine is where he's privileged to work closely with medical professionals of all different facets. And I say all that to say this, the dude's smart. We're about to have a high-level conversation, which I absolutely love. Dr. Mike's going to talk to us today about how nutrition is the best medicine for curing and preventing chronic diseases. Guys, you know this is right up my alley. I love highly intelligent humans who have a purpose and passion for helping people live better lives. And today is absolutely no exception. Dr. Mike is going to blow you away. You are going to absolutely love this. Tune in. Get ready, saddle up, get a pen, get a paper, get a beverage. We're about to have some fun. Here comes Dr. Mike. Dr. Mike, welcome to the show, brother. How you doing? Good, good. Excited. I am super pumped. And we had a little chat before uh, the before I hit record, and you and I are uh, birds of a feather. We believe the same with you know trying to help people and you know the minimization of unnecessary pharmaceuticals, we'll call it, and the the, the proclamation of foods and, and food products to help heal people. Tell me, tell the audience, I know about you, tell the audience a little bit about your background, 
how you got to where you are today, and then we'll kick everything off. Sure, thanks. Yeah, grateful to be here. So yeah, I, you know, trained as a medical doctor, did a residency at Cornell Hospital and Sloan Kettering in New York, trained in physical medicine, rehabilitation, and pain management, and ultimately, uh, you know, went into musculoskeletal outpatient pain as a focus, sort of like the non-surgical side of orthopedics, um, specialized in spinal disorders as a primary thing, a lot of neck and back problems, herniated discs, and, you know, became a system professor at UCLA where I taught for 30 years and was always trying to, you know, bring holistic messages to patients because my partners were all spine surgeons in a large spine institute. And my goal was, well, if I can manage people non-surgically with alternative approaches. So we had physical therapy, chiropractic, psychology, acupuncture. I was always saw medicine as integrated care, you know? Yeah. And, you know, in my teaching at UCLA, I, I, I was a bit of a yogi. I brought yoga therapy into the medical school. I brought mindfulness meditation into the medical school as courses and tried to bring all those things to my patients because, you know, many, many diseases have to do with our nervous system and lifestyle, yeah. et cetera. And, you know, and also, listen, I was traditionally trained Western in Western medicine. I had pharmaceuticals. I prescribed a lot in my life, but I always like sought them as if there's another option, great, and try to minimize prescribing of them. Just like I try to minimize recommending of surgery. Occasionally you need it, right? Yeah. So try to treat my patients how I would treat myself, which is, you know, lifestyle, nutrition, proper diet, exercise, food. No news, something we all know. So yeah, I came out, I ran a department at Cedar sinai taught in UCLA, was partners in a big spine institute and came across, uh, oh, well, I had a number of clinics actually also with, um, with chiropractors in the clinics and they were integrated clinics. And I came across these uh, medical foods, which I never heard of the category, which was interesting to me because I'm out there teaching in the fields, orthopedics and pain and like what are medical foods i figured they were green drinks or bars and <laughs> these were actually encapsulated products so i was like wait a second i know of supplements i know of otc meds and prescription farmers so here's encapsulated products called medical foods that are fda regulated and some of my colleagues who are pretty prestigious docs the chief of rheumatology at cedars other ucla professors were all prescribing them and I'm like, okay, let me dive in. And as I'm talking to them, they're like, wow, these have published human trials, double-blind published studies against things like ibuprofen and naproxen for chronic pain and inflammation. I'm like, wow, I have literally hundreds and hundreds of patients taking various non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. And certainly ibuprofen being the most common in the world, right? Yeah. I'm saying, you know, and I also always knew these things had a lot of side effects gastrointestinal, bleeding, cardiac, kidney. There's endless amounts of side effects of non-steroidals. But, you know, many people need them. Many can't tolerate them. You look at the world of arthritis. So I said, well, we have natural products that the FDA regulates with published studies against an ibuprofen naproxen. I want to dive in quickly on that. So I read the studies. I, and then I found out they had not only chronic pain and inflammation, but they had studies against trazodone for sleep with another medical food. 
that was one of the most widely prescribed sleep meds in the world. Yeah. And, you know, I treated pain, musculoskeletal, wide ranging uh, type of patient profile. So I had lots of patients with chronic sleep problems, chronic pain, chronic inflammation. They had another product for neuropathy. So um, obesity, cognitive decline, fatigue. I had a lot of fibromyalgia in my practice. There was a protocol with three different medical foods. So I come to look at the category, and if you, if you don't mind, I'll define what the category please, is. Please, please do. Yeah, for the FDA. So basically, the FDA defines the category as uh, all the ingredients are grass, which means generally recognized as safe. So they were all natural products. These products in particularly with these company were basically amino acid formulations. They had a patented messenger amino acid technology and they were amino acids in a variety of botanicals that could produce neurotransmitters and basically balance neurotransmitter deficiencies that turned out to be associated with all these chronic diseases. So mm. I'll come back into that in a moment, but let yeah. me go through the FDA, the FDA definition. So anyway, grass ingredients, which means generally recognized as safe. So it's natural products. CGMP manufacturing, which means very high standard manufacturing, right? Um, the next category was they had to meet a nutrient deficiency that was found to be scientifically proven in a disease state that cannot be met through a normal diet. So that was a big scientific threshold there. Like in a disease state, you have to prove that there's a deficiency at a cellular level that you can't meet through a normal diet. This, this company and these products have done a wonderful job. And it turns out in many diseases, because of the increased metabolic demands of the disease state, like if you look at chronic pain and inflammation, right? You could imagine the body's working harder at a cellular level, right? It's, it's like a car running uphill is going to use more gas or my Tesla will use more electricity, right? I'll get much less projection. Right. So it's actually demanding more nutrients. And it turns out there's a relative deficiency of neurotransmitters at the cellular level. And neurotransmitters are signaling molecules throughout the nervous system that are telling cells how to operate, right? So turns out in chronic pain and inflammation, there's a deficiency of these neurotransmitters. So it's affecting how the pain signals are transmitted through the nervous system. And when you replete those deficient neurotransmitters by providing, in this case, these amino acid precursors through this technology, balancing the neurotransmitters helps dampen the pain signals and slow the transmission of pain and inflammation. It was really fascinating to me. So, you know, the, the last threshold of these of the FDA category was it required physician supervision. When I came across these products, they were all prescription only. Okay. Now, the FDA re-regulated re the category. So, um, and now I, I've acquired the company since, but we have physician supervision on the label, right? And someone should be under a physician's care for their pain or inflammation but we're able to sell them direct off a website. We're a licensed pharmacy. And mm -hmm. uh, so we can provide these products for pain, inflammation, sleep, neuropathy, cognitive decline, fatigue, many human clinical trials for many years, 40 million doses safely prescribed 
I used to prescribe them for many patients and slowly take down the amount of prescription pharmaceuticals or over-the-counter pharmaceuticals they may be taking. Sometimes I could get them off the meds completely. Sometimes I could reduce the dose in half. One of the big studies showed you could reduce the proxen by 70% if you combine it with theramine and get the same effect. But if you reduce the dose of the pharmaceutical 70%, in that case, you're eliminated like 95% of the side effects. Yeah. So yeah, I got excited, started prescribing and went on to ultimately buy the company because it used to be a prescription only insurance reimbursed company. They were trying to get Medicare approval. That no longer exists. They were $400 plus a bottle. I now wow. have them retailing at $60 a bottle through our online pharmacy. And, um, and we're selling it through practitioners, pharmacies, et cetera. So my goal is to educate the public about these as much as possible and hopefully hope, help them get off pharmaceuticals for more natural substances, or at least lower the dose when possible of pharmaceuticals with uh, a natural option that's working through the nervous system with the nutritional approach. So I'll let you go. And yeah, I think that's that's phenomenal. I mean, that's, that is, I mean, that's right in alignment with you know everything that I would be teaching and preaching. I, I wrote down a couple of things when you were you're talking, and a few things to unpack is I would consider you to be um, a medical outlier, if you will, just from your belief system of how you how you kind of taught and how you prescribed and how you thought about medicine combined with the body and surgeries and everything. But take me back as far as you can remember as to you had to be a little bit different in the way you approached patient care as all of your colleagues. How did that come about? Like, were you always that way or? Oh, thanks. I mean, that, that's a great story. So I guess, uh, you know, so I was a psych major undergrad and, okay. you know, thought I, you know, so I was really into the mind body connection and pain and also knew myself when I was stressed, you know. I get all sorts of skin stuff or gastrointestinal stuff. So mind-body medicine became like something I knew. And so I went into physical medicine rehab because it was a very holistic field. Like look at the patient as a whole, look at their situation, their job, et cetera. During my training, I met John Sarno, who was a guy who uh, was sort of the leader in the world of stress-related back pain. He was a professor at NYU wrote some very famous books. I started spending time with him. I was at Cornell, he was at NYU, we got acquainted. I was sort of spending a good chunk of my time learning about him telling people a lot of back and neck pain is stress related, you know? And, you know, I'm sure most people understand stress could cause lots of symptoms. It dysregulates our autonomic nervous system, our flight fight response. And turns out that that plays a role in almost everything you know, many, especially many chronic diseases. So during my residency, here I am having a part-time mentor as the guy, like a tenured professor is a leader in the world going against the grain of medicine, but getting thousands of patients better with back pain, telling them think psychologically, not physically, look at your lifestyle, et cetera. So I, I started off my career very much like that. Now, when I went to practice in Beverly Hills, it was very interesting because that population, you know, it was LA coming from New York. People yeah. are open to everything. Yeah. And I was open-minded. I started practicing yoga, feeling energy in my body, learning about my chi, right? 
you know, leading this different lifestyle from Manhattan. And, uh, you know, my patients were coming in, doing everything, acupuncture, you know, Feldenkrais, like right, Reiki healing. So mm-hmm. I, I had a very celebrity practice, frankly, in Beverly Hills. So when your patients come in and they're like, could you talk to my acupuncturist? Could you talk to my Reiki healer? You know, it, could you talk to my massage therapist, my hypnotherapist? You're talking because you want to help them and you want to communicate as a team, which was the nature of my field. And I started, my curiosity just got me to learn all this because I'd say to this practitioner, like, well, if he's taking care of all these known celebrities who could go where they want, really affluent populations, I'm curious and I wanted to understand what he was doing. So I started getting exposed to an endless amount of alternative practitioners who were like the top ones in Los Angeles. And they'd all say, hey, we'd love to meet you. Could we sample what we're doing on you? Because we'd love to take healthcare care of your patients. So slowly but surely, I, I really became someone in the community who was like allied with from chiropractors, acupuncturists, psychologists were always part of my mind, body, practitioners, exercise physiology, you know, started learning a bit about nutrition just because, again, in my own lifestyle, watching what I ate compared to what I grew up with started playing a role. And yeah, it became an interesting journey, learning from my patients, learning from practitioners in the community and balancing that with, you know, getting an academic appointment in UCLA and playing this like, wow, Western medicine is really challenged, like really challenged, treating symptoms, you're hypertensive, let's lower your blood pressure and keep you on the medicine for life. So I was like, yeah, there's something missing here. Then I had some friends early on going into functional medicine, which was like looking at root cause, like, hey, instead of just treating the symptom, why don't we see what's causing it? I'm like, well, how is that not an obvious thing? But it's yeah. not Western medicine. And, you know, I went on to like actually own surgery centers in a hospital and really saw how Western medicine, you know, economics was a very, very big driver. I mean, the pharmaceutical industry, God bless them. They save a lot of people with a lot of great things. Yeah. But then again, there's a lot of real challenges to say, hey, just stay on this med and regulate your symptoms when we could, you know, medicine can go deep underneath with root causes and get someone better and get you off a med that has a lot of side effects. So it it became a lifelong journey and myself trying to never take a med unless it was the last resort, which I needed them at times, you know, had a surgery here and there on an elbow, but, you know, became like always East-West medicine integrative clinics i practiced with chiropractors acupuncturists massage therapists and and then these medical foods became like wow nutritional natural meds that the fda actually regulates that have big science and human trials how do i not try them on everyone and you know as they became you know increasingly adopted and efficacious in my view and no downside risk I just started spreading the word about him and went on to buy the company. And my goal yeah. is to really get this out as a big movement. So, and this is very early in the game. So I'm glad we're talking. Yeah. How did you transition that? Because I think, you know, growing up, you know, like I'm 48, almost 50. When I grew up, like if, if the doctor in the white lab coat said it, it was just the gospel. That's kind of how our, my parents were raised and, and things of that nature. 
how did you get the patient to think differently? Because, you know, I think we, I think most people are used to being prescribed a medication, but when you were prescribing them like a, for lack of a better term, a food source, like a real, you know, living, breathing alternative, was that easily received or was there like, are you sure doc? Yeah. Well, again, so it's interesting. So A, it was in LA. So I never didn't have patients asking right. about supplements, right? Yeah. Like, patients were coming in. Hey, you know, what do you think about glucosamine and melatonin? Okay. You know, so LA was sort of always unique, right? With yeah. like going into the alternative field. And then, I mean, I, you know, I wrote books on back pain. I wrote the dummies books. I had pretty big academic credentials as a UCLA professor, you know, and had a celebrity practice. So I, I also utilized that, like I, I was the white coat, right? So, yeah. so when I learned about it and I would say to patients, listen, this is a good alternative option. Most, and, and, you know, it was also very easy for me to say of, look, I have good science on this, but the bottom line is there's no risk for you. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like for right. me, everything is a doctor's a risk benefit analysis, right? And I'm saying, look, one thing I can tell you, these are amino acids and certain botanicals and they're not going to hurt you. We're working on your neurotransmitters, trying to balance them. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But why not try them? Because if it works, I can bring you down on some of your meds. I've got meds for neuropathy or for sleep or anti-inflammatories or occasional opioids. I know they have lots of side effects. I know you're at some risk. Why don't we try these? And if they work, we'll see if we could start weaning them. So yeah, patients were real receptive. And frankly, I can't imagine anyone out there, like when I speak to the public, and I used to educate doctors on this, if you have patients taking something for arthritis or chronic back pain, right? We know percentage-wise that it's a reasonable likelihood they'll get some side effect over time with chronic use that is not good for them. And if I have something perfectly safe and natural, why wouldn't you try it? Like there's there's no reason. They may waste a few bucks, right? Yeah. But Agreed. It, it improves their health. It's just like, why would you not exercise and eat right? It's the same thing. It makes no sense. If you have type two diabetes, how could you not do the lifestyle changes, the nutritional changes? So totally. yeah, I, I think it's an easy sell. And when I'm passionate about something, which is why I went on to buy this company. I'm like, the world has to know about this. Yeah, I want to stay on the topic of pain because I think that that's a that's a massive you know category of pharmaceutical, right? I think a lot of people, you know, it, as a humans, we want to avoid pain and gain pleasure, right? And so if we're in pain, we want it to go away. We want it to go away quickly. How 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 do you see this used, and how did you use it in practice? I mean, you obviously, you know, there, there's a massive opioid crisis that's still in play in the, in the, you know, in the world in the United States today. How were you able to convince someone of the, of a natural product when they had maybe been on something that was maybe a little harsher or a little more, you know, sure. instant, yeah. instant gratification? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was good because I was the one writing the script of the other stuff. Right. So, you know, yeah. I had, had a bit of control there, although there were always other doctors, but I will, I will say, you know, I would explain to the patient, hey, we could add this on. There's no downside for us adding it on. I'm not going to change your meds in the beginning. And then let's see if we can slowly bump down some of your meds because these are the risks. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So I'm not looking to take you up your meds. It just was very commonly working. 
and I'd show them the science behind it, right? And I would explain, look, you know, pain in particular is also a disease of the nervous system. We all have different pain thresholds, get transmitted for the spinal cord, it gets going through different pathways in the brain, it gets interpreted, you know, at a cortical level into what an emotional feeling you have. So I would say it's very complex. You know, chronic pain can be modulated centrally by how you think about it, the meaning you attribute. That was a big part of my work, right? Changing how people relate to and see their pain. And we'd also use, just like we could use hypnotherapy or biofeedback, right? Or yeah. distraction techniques. So I was doing, I was always doing a lot in pain right? Like to try and reduce medicines. Because if I could use acupuncture or hypnotherapy or biofeedback, I would explain to the patient, this is safer for you. It's yeah. not your kidneys or your liver or your GI tract. So, you know, when you explain it rationally and you're wearing the white coat, they would understand it. And I'd say, now we have these amino acids, which are going to change some of the neurotransmitter pathways, you know? And GABA will help dampen things and acetylcholine and serotonin. There's all these neurotransmitters. And by they are interacting in a very complex fashion. And it turns out in your chronic pain, some of them are deficient. This is just something we know scientifically. And in your case, it's not like we're going to check your lab levels of neurotransmitters, but we have something here that is shown to work in a lot of patients in clinical trials. So let's try it and see if we could cut down your pain medicines. And that was, that was the whole thing. And then I started recommending them to many, many hundreds of docs around the country. I went on the podium with this when they were prescription only and turned hundreds of practices onto it. Most of them at the time, a lot of them were integrated practices, medical doctors, chiropractors, you know, because they were more open in the beginning to integrative approaches. Yeah. So that was the pathway I went down. I was going to ask how you were received um, from your from your colleagues, and then also as a professor at, at you know with with that in the academic setting, were you? I know you're not just up there talking just about this kind of thing, but like, how was your philosophy of you know the mind body, you know use food, use these these non pharmaceuticals, um, and use pharmaceuticals where applicable. How was that received in both those from your from your colleagues and then from the academic standpoint? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, better in the last 10 years than the first 20. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, there's an increasing shift, right? And an acceptance. And it was always received well with the public, 90 plus percent of the time. But practitioners, look, there was always old school. Mm -hmm. I, I tended to be more progressive. There, and, and again. I would tend to speak to the people and the people who are more receptive. So integrative doctors. And I also was well known because my, like the first book I wrote on back pain was an integrated mind body approach. Okay. You know, so I was out there speaking about it and, and bringing yoga therapy into a med school. And, you know, and there was increasingly, it was increasing research over the years. I mean, meditation as a modality, yoga therapy as a modality in medicine. And then at the same time, we saw the supplement world booming over the past 30 years. And, you know, challenge with it was it was unregulated. So it was really a marketing game of claims. It was a lot of good supplements, but very hard for the public to discern what yeah. were or what's in them. I mean, these, the medical foods are like FDA regulated with CGMP manufacturing. So you know what you're getting. It's pharmaceutical grade. So that was part of the story. But 
practitioners couldn't deny the human double-blind clinical trials of these particular products, which made me super excited, like theramine for pain, you know, there's 30 plus million doses and big studies against naproxen and ibuprofen for chronic pain and inflammation. That was 70% of my patient population had chronic pain and inflammation. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I've got studies like this. You all take anti-inflammatories, whether it's ibuprofen, naproxen, there's the Vioxx and Celebrex and Diclofenax and on and on. You know these. I said, oh. let's try this. The studies are here. So yeah, slowly but surely got picked up. And you know, then neuropathy. I had, I had medical foods for neuropathy and procurin. I was like, this is incredible. All I really have is gabapentin. Narcotics don't work well. You know, half my patients are getting confused, falling asleep. I was like, let's try this. And I had really good results with Procura, the neuropathy. And then for sleep, I, half my patients also, chronic sleep problems. So this was studied against a big sleep med and sleep with anxiety and sleep with depression. I had Centropium. I had Gabadone. And all these things were regulating different neurotransmitter pathways. And it was always clear to me, neurotransmitters are the signaling pathways of the nervous systems that affect everything in the body and everyone's autonomically dysregulated, you know, so because of stress in our society. So slowly but surely, you know, these became more and more a part of my practice. And again, some of my colleagues, you know, chairman of rheumatology at Cedars who was another UCLA professor, you know, another friend who was the executive vice president of Herbalife and also a Harvard trained doctor who's now my chief medical officer and was a, a top concierge doc in the community. He's still regularly for 30 years uh, or 20 years prescribing these medical foods daily in his practice for everything, for obesity, pain, sleep, neuropathy. I mean, we have nine products in this company that are incredible. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just hope that listeners open up to an option, no matter what they're taking, to tell their doctor, hey, I'd love you to look at, I'll speak to any doctor about it, show them the science and say, hey, why not make this available and give it a shot to your patient? Yeah, so, I think it's I think it's brilliant. I, I love it. I'm actually on your website right now, Medical Foods. Is it medicalfoods.com? Is that the easiest place yes, to find it? Medicalfoods.com. Yeah. We kept it really simple. Yeah. And so what I'm going to do um, for everybody listening is I'll link all of this in the show notes. We'll put some discount codes in there. We'll put some really interesting opportunities for you to get uh, more information about these medical foods. And if there's a problem that you're experiencing, which, you know, I know I can, I can list off 50 people right now that I know should be on, you know, the, the theramine and the, uh, the joint discomfort product and, and all of those. And so let me ask you a couple of questions about this for the listener. Is this like a supplement that you would take daily or is it a you know, is it like a pharmaceutical where you take it for 30 days, then you don't? That way they kind of get a better understanding of, of how to, how to that's proceed. A great, that's a great question. So especially with theramine, I, because we're, we're meeting uh, a deficiency of a neurotransmitter at a cellular level, right? We, we tell people, give it a try, try for at least four to six weeks with the theramine because, and some people respond much quicker. The sleep meds, I find some people responding much quicker for two at night, but it depends how deficient they were, right. right? 
I have people on therapy now for chronic arthritis for eight years and 10 years, no longer on anti-inflammatories or taking a small fraction of what they took. So it varies. I tell people, give it a month or so, slowly start to decrease, you know, per your doctor and communicate with your doctor. If you're coming down on some pharmaceutical medications, right? And then it's not dangerous at all to stay on because they're all natural. Right. So like anything, I tell people, look, you could stay on this as long as you're having symptoms. Typically, people will give it a few months. If your body regulates after that, and you're eating well and you're exercising, all other things are settling down. Great. Come down it. We do have many people who stay on these because, again, they're meeting nutrition, a nutrient demand at the cellular level. So I would say it's like a supplement in that it's safe to stay on. Although there are certain supplements that have certain interactions. These don't have any drug interactions to speak of, which is okay. great. So minimal, minimal side effects. You may get a little dry mouth. You may yeah. get a little nausea early on. But many people, and you could take two or three of them. So like I have people on Centra AM for fatigue and cognitive decline and, and theramine. And Centra PM for sleep. Like I have my, my fibromyalgia patients as a protocol. Centra AM in the morning, theramine twice a day, Centra PM to sleep. Because most fibromyalgia people also have fatigue and sleep difficulties. Yeah. And I have met people who've stayed on three of the medical foods for a long time. So, so they, they can be combined for multi-symptoms multi or for, you know, daily use in order to, you know, eliminate or minimize symptoms throughout the day exactly and Beautiful. you know again i'm hopeful people will tell their physicians hey could you reach out to dr Sinel, you know dr mike at medicalfoods.com and let me educate the practitioners so they can yeah. bring it to their patients and let them guide any weaning of medications because i've been educating practitioners on this and that's a big goal well, I think your approach and your philosophy is beautiful. Like I, if you were, if you were my doctor in Beverly Hills, like I would not have allowed you to, um, I don't know, you're not retired, but you would have, I would have forced you to stay there. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have got to travel. You wouldn't have got to have any fun because I think that you are exactly what the space, you know, needs because it's, it's such a, it's bigger than just a singularly focused approach. And I love your, your, your expansiveness and your willing to look at the body, you know, not just treat the symptoms, but actually treat the actual human, which is, a, which is great. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. So what, what I'm going to do, Dr. Mike, I'll, I'll put all the information in the show notes, make it really easy for the listeners to go and click the link, um, grab some of these. And my audience is very interactive. And so what I'll do is, I'll answer all the questions that I'm in line to answer. And then anything else, I'll send them to your website. Right. They can ask questions. They can get some feedback and they can, we can really make, as I know, I know your purpose behind this is to help people and to get people right. to a better place. And so I think you and I combined can do a lot of good. So I love that, it. that'll be my mission and I'll do that. Um, just spreading the word for you. So anything Perfect. you, anything you want to leave the audience with before we uh, take off for the day? No, I mean, just want to thank you. You put out some great work. I've looked at it, love your thank book. You. And uh, yeah, we're all, we're all working together to spread the health. So 
thank you. And I'm fully available. Any questions, any doctors want to speak, any health coaches, anyone, you know, consumers, we have good customer service. So thank Love you very it. much. Thanks for coming. Thank you for, thank you for giving me the time and spending the time with us today. We'll see you soon, Doc. Thank you. Take right, care. Bye. bye. Hey, before you go, I'd just like to say thank you again for listening to the Thrive Forever Fit podcast and watching on YouTube. It means the absolute world to me. And if you would, if you would do me one favor, and that is simply subscribe and review this podcast on whatever platform it is that you enjoy it on, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, doesn't matter. I would absolutely be so grateful and so thankful if you do that for me. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you again next week with an awesome, awesome episode. Bye.